Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for being a part of the show. Look at Mario Ruiz making it happen there with the Open. John Ireland on the fantastic calls last night. Lakers over the Blazers, down 25 at halftime. No problem. Just have Darvin Ham walk in at halftime and tell them to figure it out, and then uh, they'll, they'll just go figure it out on the fly. Um, appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll go till 8 o'clock tonight. Obviously, got a lot to get into on tonight's show. Um, so we'll, we'll spend a lot of time talking about uh, Rui Hachimura and the trade that the Lakers made earlier today, this morning, um, and just uh, what that means for the Lake Show. Do you like the move? Do you not like the move? What Darvin Ham now does with the rotations? Um, is it enough? Do the Lakers go out and make another deal? Or is this kind of the, the, the deal around the edges that Woj have been talking about that we kind of felt like there wasn't going to be a blockbuster deal that goes down? Um, I also want to spend some time later in the show. Um, no more excuses for the Lakers. Uh, you you kind of got enough here to be in the mix, and that's all you're asking for. I just want LeBron and AD to get to the playoffs, and then I'll take my chances once that happens. Um, you got the right rotational players. You got health that's coming back your way in the next week or so. So uh, we'll certainly uh, break that down. And then I also want to make sure that I emphasize what the Lakers have done without Anthony Davis and how remarkable that has been. And I do not want that to get lost because AD is about to come back whenever he does, whether it's the next uh, couple of days or whether it's the next week or whenever it is. Um, hopefully by the time I do Lakers talk again next week, that AD is back in the lineup. And the fact that the Lakers have survived without Anthony Davis is as much of a miracle as anything else that's happened this year in the world of basketball. Uh, so we'll get into that as well. As always, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN if you want to be a part of the show. Okay, so it went down a little bit earlier this morning. Um, you know, I, I, I got so many thoughts on the trade. And I, I will tell you this right out the gate. Hachimura is exactly what the Lakers need. If I'm just profiling and I'm saying, okay, on a sheet of paper, you write down the type of player that the Lakers need. How big is he? Uh, probably around 6'8". Is he a wing player? Yeah, he's a wing player. Can he guard multiple positions? Yeah, yeah. If you put him at the four or you put him at the three, he can switch on screens. I'm building the type of player that the Lakers need. Um and is he a good enough three-point shooter that you got to respect his game? You know, it's interesting. Um, Hachimura has been coming off the bench for the Washington Wizards all season. Listen, Kuzma is clearly having an impact with them. He's averaging 20 points a game. They're kind of the same position, the same player. Um, and, and Kuz is about to get signed to some big-time money. Um, and if that's not coming from the Wizards, which it sounds like they feel like they got an in here to use him, um, and the reason why I set it up that way is because Hachimura was coming off the bench for them, and he kind of had to, um, kind of had to create for his own. That a lot of 
shots that he was going to get, defenses kind of can key in on him because Bradley Beal's getting a breather or Porzingis is getting a breather or Kuz is getting a breather or maybe all three of those guys are getting a breather. So the style that he played in Washington is going to be drastically different than the style that he's going to play for the Lakers. The Lakers need him. They, they desperately need... They don't need six point guards. They don't need six guards. They need a wing. And this is a you know the true definition of a wing in today's NBA. Somebody who is six foot eight. That I know from a percentage perspective, he shot forty one percent on catch and shoot three pointers over the past two seasons. That comes from ESPN Stat Info. Um, about a thirty five thirty six percent career three point shooter. But it's going to change with the Lakers. And the reason why it's going to change, they're not going to be asking him to create for the Lakers. No, no, no. They're going to ask him, when the double comes to Braun, be ready. When there's all this attention on Anthony Davis, be ready. We need you to be a defender on the other side and guard multiple positions. And on offense, you're going to get unbelievable looks because of the players that other teams have to worry about in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So right out the gate, without even talking about the specific player, the need was so important for the Lakers to have this type of player on the roster. Now you could look and you could say, uh, well, LeBron's a wing. Yeah, I understand LeBron's a wing, but LeBron's also playing the four. He's playing the five. He's playing the three. They have LeBron doing everything. It'd be nice that LeBron doesn't have to do everything. Um, And like I said, when you have – listen to all the guards that the Lakers have. Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, um, Lonnie Walker was being asked to play the the three when he's naturally Lonnie Walker is six four, six five. Austin Reeves six four, six five. These guys are natural guards, and now they could potentially go back into their natural role. Um, Kendrick Nunn was obviously on the team as well. He's no longer there. Russ was a guard as well. I mean, they just had so many guards. So I think it's imperative that the Lakers got a wing, and they got a wing. And, you know, hopefully this is a player that um, right out the gate feels very, very comfortable being a part of this Lakers team. And, um, you know, certainly hopefully will be a player that the Lakers look at. And um, he's on his rookie contract right now. I know he was unhappy, it seems like, in uh, Washington. I'm going to actually read you a quote here, and then I want to play some sound from Woj on what the Lakers are exactly getting from him. So this was a quote. He told reporters last week, so this is before the trade had gone down, I just want to be somewhere that wants me as a basketball player, and I want to be somewhere that likes my game. I just want to be somewhere that believes in me, and I can be myself. That's my goal. Well, I'll tell you what, Laker fans, um, he's coming to a place where they need him. They need his skill set. Darvin Ham has clearly shown that he could get the, the the most out of his players and he could do it with a healthy lineup or a, a lineup that's been depleted like the Lakers have over this last month or so. Um, I'm excited that he's here. I'm excited that he's a Los Angeles Laker. And, and, and it's one thing to be excited before the guy even plays one minute with the Lakers. We're going to see what happens. You know, it, the idea and the concept is right. It could it could not pan out. He could come here, and maybe the lights are too big here in Los Angeles, and he doesn't shine. Um, or he could see this as a complete new opportunity to be around two greats um, to learn. It's funny. I heard Kuz. Where did I hear Kuz recently? Kuz was on um, 
it might have even been USA Today or something along those lines, but Kuz was talking about how much he learned from LeBron and Anthony Davis in his championship run and their work ethic and what it takes to be great and this and that. And he's kind of taken that and applied it to Washington and applied it in, you know, obviously a different place. So th- this is certainly an op- opportunity for um, for uh, for Hachimura as well to potentially um, kind of churn the ch- churn the chapter on a team that drafted him back in 2019 and be the player that he's hoping to be with the Lakers. Okay, let's take a quick listen. Here is Woj on on the trade and what the Lakers are getting back. There were discussions as late as last night uh, that included bigger trades than just a two-way deal with L.A. I was told uh, that there were some three-way talks that would have involved Phoenix, uh, but those larger trade discussions fell by the wayside and then L.A. and Washington this morning uh, zeroed in on the deal that they ultimately landed on. Rui Hachimura uh, for Kendrick Nunn and those three second-round picks, a Mm. 2023 pick that L.A. has via Chicago and the Lakers' own 2029 pick. And this was a player, Hachimura, who uh, had wanted to be moved, did not reach a contract extension uh, on his rookie rookie extension this summer uh, and into the fall with Washington and wanted to be finishing games. That wasn't happening. And Kyle Kuzma certainly uh, moved into a, 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 a you know significant role in this Wizards front line. And I think for Washington, uh, this is a chance for them, you know, to move on from Hachimura uh, and, you know, get some draft capital back without taking salary back from the Lakers. And a Laker team now that obviously uh, with Hachimura, you know, gets a young a wing player, wing defender, uh, three-point shooter, mm-hmm. uh, a corner three-point shooter. He's shown some success doing that in the last couple of years. And and I'm told the Lakers certainly would like to sign Hachimura to an extension this summer. He'll be a restricted free agent. But this, you know, gets another young, big wing, big wing in uh, that Laker lineup who can defend and, and obviously uh, make some open shots. They needed more shooting on this Laker team. And it's a player that they help. They hope can help right away, and they certainly hope they can develop over time and into the kind of player people thought he would be when he was picked in the top ten out of Gonzaga. All right, that's Woj right there uh, earlier today. Uh, first off, uh, just quick shout out. <clears throat> quick shout out here. Thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, a partner here of Lakers Talk. Uh, make sure to get your car serviced. Don't go anywhere. Let's go to Valvoline. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about fifteen minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. So uh, appreciate their partnership here on the show. Um, so a couple things come to mind. Um, and, and these actually are I, – I had asked Laker fans earlier in the day, and if you want to hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa, just what they think of the move, what, they, what do they think of the trade. Uh, Jesse Garcia has really, I think, a good way of describing what the Lakers just did. He said, this group – earned this move with how they have competed without AD, Walker, and Reeves. The front office had no choice but to be a buyer instead of a seller. Um, First off, and we get to this after the break, I never thought the Lakers at any point were sellers. They clearly are not because LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on this team. And whether you you think, oh, well, they can't compete and that chapter is over, they can't compete for a championship, that's fine. You could think that. But the Lakers and that front office and extending Braun – are not thinking that. They do want to compete, and they do think it's not a perfect world or a perfect scenario, 
but they definitely want to try to find a way to compete. That's why I thought, what was it, Perk last week that was talking about how the front office is getting back at LeBron? So I, that's why I was like, what, what are we talking about here? What are we doing? If you know anything about um, Lakers basketball and the Bus family, they don't. it's not even an option to compete or not compete. There is, first off, they have a loyalty to Laker fans um, and they've been doing it since 1979 when Dr. Just, Dr. Jerry Buzz bought it. That doesn't mean that they're going to make the right move every time or it's going to be perfect every time. I'm not justifying that. But this idea and this concept, Laker fans are so delusional, and I say that as a compliment, that they think they're supposed to win every year. You don't have the luxury of saying, well, we're not going to compete for right now. Maybe other franchises can do that. The Lakers can't. The Dodgers can't. The Yankees can't. The Celtics can't. The, 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 there's certain franchises out there expected literally to win every year. That's why it's kind of I, – I don't – sometimes when people say certain things, it, it doesn't match what the reality is. I'm not surprised that the Lakers made a move. I would said this last week, and I said it for maybe the last week and a half or two. I kept talking about how they have to do something. You have to give Braun and AD just a shot in the playoffs. I'm not talking about getting in the playing tournament. I'm talking about an actual shot in the postseason. And let's see what happens. Let's roll the dice. Last time those two were healthy in the postseason, they won a championship. Okay, maybe those were extreme circumstances because they got a couple months off and you know there wasn't any travel. Fine, I get all that. But they still have to have a chance. Braun isn't here just to hang out. Braun isn't here to just uh, try to pass Kareem and then that's it. The guy signed an extension for a reason. He wants to compete for championships. And, of course, the Lakers front office does as well. Now the question is going to be, and we could do this on the other side, um, is this enough? Is this enough to just compete in the Western Conference? Is this enough that with a healthy Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, and Lonnie coming back, is this enough to be a top six team in the Western Conference. And then whatever happens from there, happens from there. So we'll talk about that coming up next. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lakers talk on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll go till uh, 8 o'clock tonight. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. If you got some thoughts on the Lakers trade uh, to go grab Roy Hachimura uh, from the Washington Wizards, you can feel free to call in and uh, and give me your thoughts. Let's start out with Scooter in L.A. Scooter, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Hey, Alan, how you doing, guys? Good, good, man. Thank you. Well, it's that time of year again, Al. 
it's put up a setup time. You know, the last couple of years, we always said, wait till the cloak is back. Wait till AT get back. Can a liquor stay above, above water? Well, this year, they can. This year, they got a little fight in them. They, they've shown that. And we're getting our pool call back again. Now it's put up a setup. Let's go see what we can do. Well, I appreciate you calling in, Scooter. And actually, I'll, I'll take this. I was going to do this a little bit later, but uh, might as well just do it right now. I literally have in my notes here. No more excuses for the Lakers. You got enough to be in the mix. So let, let me kind of properly explain where I'm going here. I don't know what your expectations are for the Lakers this upcoming year, but I'll tell you what my thought process has been on the Lake Show. My thought process thought process is uh, get in the mix. Get in that tournament. And I know you could look at that and say, okay, well, it's not that hard to get in the tournament. It takes – get 10 teams that are part of, you know, obviously 7 through 10 is the playing tournament. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you need to be a team that is in the playoffs. Um, and, and I think right now the goal for the Lakers should be that number six spot. Avoid the playing tournament. And if they got in the playing tournament and then they eventually got in and, you know, won a game or won two or whatever it is depending on the standings to get in – okay, well, technically they're in the playoffs and that's all that matters from that point moving forward. Um, I want to remind Laker fans what exactly the Lakers have accomplished here over this last 20-game stretch. They're 11-9 and without Anthony Davis. Technically, if you count that win against the Denver Nuggets, AD left that game. He wasn't there for the second half. Lakers were down 10 against Denver. They came back and won that game. I'm counting that game. Some people say that he's 10-9 and because technically he played in part of that game against the Nuggets. I don't really care about that. He's, they're 11-9 without AD. This is what is supposed to happen for the Lakers here um, over this short period of time here. They, sh- they should be getting healthy. We actually got the injury report came out for the Lakers for tomorrow. So Lakers got the Clippers small. Um LeBron, questionable. Anthony Davis, still out. Uh, Hachimura is on the Lakers status report. He's out for tomorrow as well, so I'm, I'm not sure when exactly he will um, you know, play in the first Laker game. I don't know what the process is once he gets traded. So they just got a game Tuesday, they got a game Wednesday. I, I, I feel confident if he's not there for, you know, obviously the game on Wednesday, we already know he's out for Tuesday. Expect him to be there Saturday against the Boston Celtics. Hopefully that'll be the goal. Um, Austin Reeves, he's still out. Lonnie Walker, he's still out. But we've got enough positive news to know that it's getting closer for all three of these players. And AD could potentially be back as soon as uh, Saturday, maybe even Wednesday. We'll see what happens. I'm going to kind of keep it open there. But every time Darvin Ham talks about him, he says something positive about um, uh, about Anthony Davis's progress. Okay, tell me right now what the Lakers need to be a number six seed in the Western Conference. All right, I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy. I'm not telling you that they're not in 12th place because they are, but they're two games out of the sixth place. They're two and a half games from the fifth place. That just shows you how mediocre and average the Western Conference has been so far. Um, you're getting your health back, which I just laid out for you. Um, you tell me if you think you have the right role players for the Lakers. But what I've seen so far this year, especially in the absence of Anthony Davis, it's been 
Uh, Dennis Schroeder on one night. Thomas Bryan on another night. Russell Westbrook now has a role off the bench and is probably the leader uh, for sixth man of the year. Uh, go down the list. Uh, it, it could be Pat Bev can give you one of these games once in a while like it was yesterday where he's a big contributor to, to Damian Lillard going 5 for 17. Austin Reeves, I don't need to tell anybody or sell you on what Austin Reeves is as a role player. Lonnie Walker had a really good start to the season. Hopefully those guys go back into their natural position. Um, I also don't need to tell you that you got the stars that are lined up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Those are clearly two superstars. The biggest question will always be, will AD be available? And and that's the underlying that will always be um, the biggest question mark for the Lakers. If AD's there... They got a shot to make some noise. If he's not there, then, you know, obviously that's not the case. Um, I, I I say all this, and then, you know, certainly this move uh, it helps the Lakers get that wing player that they need, and they then they could, you know, obviously grow from there. But I say all that because I do not have any more excuses for the Los Angeles Lakers. And, and to be honest with you, the leader of that team, who is their head coach, Darvin Ham, through this last month, or AD got injured December 16th. They've played 20 games uh, since Anthony Davis has been out. And I cannot tell you how many different times Darvin Ham has gone out of his way to say, we're not here to make any excuses. If a referee blew a call that was clearly a call, we're not here to make any excuses. And he's kind of gone on that for a while. Um, and it seems like, at least for me, there's no one in that organization that's trying to make excuses make excuses of what's been a really difficult start for the Lakers. Started out 2-10. and ten. Um, you had, You've had all these injuries throughout the year. Anthony Davis has missed almost half of the season that they've already played so far. Um, but everybody's coming back. You got Hichimura, who, you know, we obviously continue to uh, – uh, Hachimura, we, we obviously are, are kind of talking about we'll fill in a wing player that the Lakers desperately need. You'll have your stars there, and you're only two games out of the number six spot. I don't have any more excuses for the Lakers. I think from this point on, it is all about the Lakers starting to make a run and moving up those standings, and that will hopefully be the goal here for the Lakers moving forward. Okay, um, when we come back, you know what got lost out of the mix here uh, since today, this morning? The Memphis and the Blazers win these last couple wins that the Lakers got. Can I go back real quick and, and talk about what the Lakers did over the last you know couple of days, what the Lakers did over the weekend? Um, plus, tomorrow is starting to look like a much more interesting matchup against the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers and the Lakers, and they're separated by two games in the standings right now. We'll get into all that coming up next. Uh, Laker fans, if you're out driving around, you want to talk Lakers basketball, 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. 
This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you have not listened to Thomas Bryant in postgame interviews, he's fantastic. Fantastic. I enjoyed listening to him. Um, and he is, uh, he's just been remarkable. Listen, not every game. I know 31 and 14 last night, that was AD type of numbers. Lakers come back from 25 down the Blazers. I'll get to that into a second, but it's, uh, it's great listening to him. Let's say quick call here. Don in studio city. What's going on, Don? Oh man, Alan, great show. Really enjoy listening to you, man. You know, I'm, I'm happy that we, we made a smart move. We didn't break the bank and give up those, you know, those first round picks, because we're going to be needing them someday. People forget that when LeBron's gone and AD's gone, we're going to need them. So uh, I'm such a believer in Coach Ham. I think he's uh, building a real foundation for the future. And whatever happens this season happens. I'm happy with it as long as we're building something for the future, and I know we are. And after this season, you know, when when Russell's salary goes off the book – Man, who knows? Sky's the limit. Who knows what could happen? So, so I'm happy where we're at. Pre- appreciate you calling in, Don. Uh, let, let me actually let me let me talk about the other side of the trade. So, obviously, um, Rui, Rui Hachimura uh, comes to the Lakers, and um, we know kind of what we're getting out of him. I, I spent some time talking about it. He's six foot eight. He's a wing player. He can guard multiple positions. Uh, catch and shoot three last couple of years about 41 42 percent from three um he's you cannot describe more what the lakers need some teams have too many guards some teams have too many wings some teams have too many bigs whatever the case is that's why you go make a trade hey we got too much of this and, and we need some of that so the kendrick nunn piece kendrick nunn leaving the lakers None, I, you know, I've kind of, I fell into a trap here with Kendrick Nunn. In the preseason, I really thought Kendrick Nunn was going to get some quality playing time with the Lakers. And I felt like he was going to be a rotational player that comes off the bench and will contribute. He's a bucket getter. The guy can go get you 15 points um, in, a, in a short span of time. It didn't work out with the Lakers. There's no other way to put it. It just did not work out with the Lakers. Last season, he was unfortunately injured the entire year. Um... He's got an expiring contract, so this was it for him. You can almost tell that he would prefer getting an opportunity where he knows he's going to play, he knows he's going to get consistent minutes, and he's going to go get that opportunity probably most likely in Washington. We'll see what happens after this year. The three second-rounders that the Lakers gave up, I don't want to make it sound like giving up second-rounders have no value at all. I don't because they are valuable. And the Lakers' front office and the scouts have proved that you can get second-rounders. You can get value at second-rounders if you know what you're doing. And the Lakers, I I think, have proved that. But I'm going to go back to something that is so critical and so important for the Lakers right now. Braun had said it, what, within the last couple of weeks, a month, or whatever the case is. um, The front office is obviously trying to win today. And those second-rounders are more critical to the Washington Wizards uh, just as uh, Rui Hachimura is more critical to the Los Angeles Lakers and those second-rounders. I don't know what's going to happen with those second-round picks. Maybe the Washington Wizards end up drafting the next 
uh, Draymond Green or uh, Manu Ginobili. Or maybe they draft nobody that doesn't even make it to the NBA. I don't have an answer for you. All I can tell you is the Lakers are not in rebuild mode. They're in get in the playoff mix now. And I think this obviously gives them a better chance to get in the mix. So, again, I don't want to make it sound like there is no value for those second rounders. But they clearly do not want to give away those first rounders that they have, 2027 and 2029. I think they have seven tradable second round picks, so that's why they obviously use these. Sounds like a win-win for the Wizards, too. The Wizards already have Kuzma. They're going to invest in Kuz. They get some second rounders. Whatever happens with Kendrick Nunn, that contract is expiring. So I don't think they... uh, I don't believe that either team is looking at this and saying, well, why the hell would you do that? Um, give uh, give Hachimura another opportunity in a different in a different uh, jersey, in a different team with different players, and then we can go from there. One other thing Don mentioned, and I think this is uh, important to point out, um, the Darvin Ham piece of all this. Darvin Ham has the Lakers working. Um, I cannot tell you these last two games that the Lakers played, how kind of up and down, specifically yesterday, the Memphis game Lakers played, I didn't think the Lakers got a shot. I did it. Like, I, I, I try to explain to me how you think the Lakers are going to go up against the Memphis Grizzlies, who um, had won 11 games in a row. Uh, this was their first matchup against the Lakers this year. Obviously, when the Stars come out and they get to uh, play at Crypto.com, in front of the Laker crowd, it's it means something to them, right? That's that's just kind of the um, nostalgia with the Lakers brand and everything else that comes with it. Lakers found a way to beat the Memphis Grizzlies in a game they had no reason of winning, and it's Dennis Schroeder hitting some clutch free throws, getting an and one. Uh, they, they found a way to win that game. Uh, I think Russ led the Lakers in scoring, which never happens. Usually that's always Braun without Anthony Davis. Give him credit in that. And I'm going to go back to this kind of ties back to the Darvin Ham piece. Lakers last night were down 25 at half. If you watch the Lakers basketball last year, and this isn't a shot at anybody. This is just the reality. I did every game, right? Pre, post, the whole thing. Um, If you watch the Los Angeles Lakers last season, it was pretty clear. When they went down 15, that's going to get to 20. And then it's going to get to 25. And then it's going to get to 30. It, that that the fight just wasn't there, and they were demoralized. It's all good when you know you jump out to a big lead and you feel like, oh, you know what, we're going to do everything. But the real question is, what about when you're down 15? What kind of character comes out? And Darvin Ham most definitely has at least through the first 45 games, whatever how many games the Lakers have played, he's kind of built this uh, built this. Um, the best way that I can put it, the the Lakers today have a certain persona about them that I think is drastically different than it was a year ago. That last night when they were down 25 at halftime, and by the way, I didn't think they were going to come back. I didn't think they were going to make it a game. I was doing the halftime report saying, look, if you could cut this thing down to 12 or 13 by the time you get to the fourth quarter starting, all right, maybe you give yourself a shot. It was a five-point game by the time the fourth quarter started. The point is is that the Lakers, night in and night out, they're not getting blown out. They're not getting embarrassed. With AD, without Anthony Davis, that has not been the case at all. I mean, with Anthony Davis out, 
I'm going to read this stat for you here because I think it's interesting. The 11-9 and record without AD. Okay? Let's look into more of the details there. They beat Denver without Anthony Davis. They beat Miami without Anthony Davis and LeBron James. They beat Atlanta twice in the same week, which some people won't think it's that big of a deal. Beating a team twice, um, once in Atlanta, one here, I thought those were two good wins for the Lakers. They beat Sacramento up in Sacramento without Anthony Davis. Uh, they beat Memphis. They were, came back from 25 down against the Portland Trailblazers. They fight. And, that, and I think that's all you can really ask for. You know, I, I think that's one thing from a, a, a fan base perspective. There are a lot of times you watch NBA basketball or you're watching baseball, or you're watching football, whatever team that, you know, that, that, that you rock with or that you've grown up um, affiliated with. The one thing that you ask for, first off, you want to ask, hey, do I have an owner that wants to win? Do I have a front office that knows what they're doing? Do I have an owner that's willing to spend and, and wants to do whatever it takes to uh, try to get championships or compete for championships? All that is important. But then when you get the actual product out there, do these dudes, do they fight every night or do they not? Mike always brings it up in the pregame show. He always talks about, he's always saying, um, the term he uses is Kobe up, Right? that you knew whether Kobe was your favorite player or he wasn't your favorite player, whether you were ruined for Kobe or um, you were telling Kobe, hey, Kobe, you got to pass the ball when a double against blah, 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 whatever it is, if you're looking at the details, details of it. When Kobe got out on the floor, you never had to question Kobe. You never had to question, uh, is this guy going to give it all? I feel like this Lakers team this year, I don't question them. I don't question the effort. I question turnovers. I question, did you make the right decision? I was questioning Darvin Ham over those two losses against uh, Dallas and Philly if he was making the right decisions. But here's what I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning if the players are working hard enough. I'm not questioning if the players are working for Darvin Ham, um, that if they're fighting for Darvin Ham. I don't question that. That part I could appreciate because um, they have built a culture here under Darvin Ham that is respectful to watch. I don't feel like they're cheating the game, and I don't feel like they're cutting corners. Now, you're going to get those players back, AD, Lonnie Walker, and Austin Reeves, and the hope is that the Lakers thrive from here because they have certainly survived without Anthony Davis. Now it's time to move up the standings. Okay, Um, Lakers and the Clippers coming up tomorrow. This has actually become a very interesting matchup, and I'll tell you why when we come back. Plus, the Lakers got a five-game road trip starting this weekend uh, before the uh, they'll, they'll go Clippers, Spurs, and then the five-game road trip. So we'll get into all that when we come back. Um, and if you got any uh, any Laker conversation that you want to have, you could feel free to call in 877-710-ESPN. I'll read a couple more tweets as, uh, tweets as well. Stay right here. Lakers Talk 710 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, shout out to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their partnership. Locations all around Southern California. Visit SoCalOilChange.com. Go get your car service when you need it. Um, SoCalOilChange.com for location and game winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. 
So I, I got a lot of people hit me up on Twitter asking, hey, is this enough? Do the Lakers go out and make another deal? There was a report um, that the a deal LJ Ellis of Spurs talk um, – that there is still a, a, a deal would still be alive. At least conversations are still fluid between the Lakers and the Spurs, potentially for Russ and Yaka Pirtle would be a part of that deal. Um, and the Lakers would be interested in either Josh, Josh Richardson, Duck McDermott, something like that. Okay, listen, I'm going to be completely frank with you. I got no idea if there's still some kind of deal that the Lakers are interested in. Um, I'm a firm, firm believer that the Lakers should be doing what they need to do to improve the roster. And if Russ has made a case for Darvin Ham and the Lakers to stay on this roster through the end of the year and let his contract expire, cool. If that's what they feel is in the best interest of the team. Or, hypothetically speaking, um, to match salary and the amount of picks that you have to give up. No, no, no. This is not a good move for the Lakers. Uh, short-term, long-term, however they look at it. I'm, I'm going to I'm not the GM, nor am I the front office expert to tell you whether I think it's the right move or it's not the right move. What I will say is this. I like Russ's role on the team right now. I do. I like how he comes off the bench. And I think um, once Anthony Davis comes back, once you have a lineup that's more balanced too, where you have the right amount of guards versus the right amount of wings, which obviously with this trade will will benefit the Lakers from that front, um, I don't mind seeing what this Lakers team is. Now, if Palenka goes out and takes a look at the market and maybe everything changes in the next week and that really high price of what it was to go get this player or that player has come down and they feel like, okay, this is the right move to make right now and they do it, then we'll see what happens, right? You, the, the, the Russ piece of it, if you were a fan of Russ coming to the Lakers or you weren't, it didn't matter what your opinion was. It mattered what it ended up looking like. Last year, it was a complete catastrophe. This year, it's, it's looked a little bit better, and maybe Darvin Ham has something to do with that. Maybe the, the rest of the pieces do. Um, but we'll see what happens on that front, and, and I don't have an answer for you if the Lakers are going to do anything else. If this is the team that they roll with, health is the most important thing here moving forward. Get AD back, get him healthy, and I think the Lakers now have at least enough, like I said, to go after that number six, that that top six in the NBA standings, and then we'll see what they could do from there. So, upcoming schedule is kind of interesting to me now. The Lakers got a matchup against the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow. It seems like the Clippers always play their best games against the Lakers. It seems like the Lakers or the Clippers take this matchup very serious or very uh, personal. And the Clippers are 25 and 24 right now. So when you're only one game back in the loss column, they're separated by one game right now in the loss column. This becomes all of a sudden a, a standings issue, right? That the Lakers, we talked about it earlier, they're hanging with Dallas when, when AD's not there. They're hanging with Philly when AD's not there. They beat Memphis without AD. Came back from 25 down against the Blazers. Um, the Clippers actually in their last game, I think, blew out the Mavs on the road. PG and Kawhi both played in that game. And there's a little bit of rest here in between. So I'm assuming they're both going to play tomorrow as well. Uh, but it is a more interesting matchup because the Lakers and the Clippers are kind of fly- fighting for playoff position. 
And certainly when Anthony Davis comes back, no question about it, these teams are going to be fighting for playoff position. What's a little bit crazy is the Phoenix Suns, who've been decimated by injury and fell all the way back to where I think they were right where the Lakers were. They've won three games in a row. The Golden State Warriors, we kind of know their story as well, how many injuries that they've had. And oh, by the way, they're the defending NBA champs, so I don't think anybody's counting them out. It's just crazy to look at the standings and see the Clippers and the Suns, the Golden State Warriors, the Lakers, all these teams kind of hovering around the same area and location. But then it's Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, New Orleans, and Dallas that rounds up the top five. Um, so I, I think tomorrow will be a uh, uh, you know an interesting game. And it's not – the Lakers and the Clippers – played each other really, really early in the season. Um, they've already played two games against each other. Clippers won both of those games. I just want to look at these schedule. They played them in the second game of the season, and then they played them again on November 9th. Clippers won both of those games. They won the first game by six, the second game by 13. This team's a lot different than that team from November 9th. It really is. And I'm not telling you the Lakers are going to go beat the Clippers tomorrow because I still think it's going to be a tough game. And I still, still think the Clippers on paper have a tremendous amount of depth. And I still kind of, in a way, think the Clippers are going to turn things around. Tomorrow becomes a much more interesting game than it maybe did a month ago or so. Um, they played well without AD. They obviously need Anthony Davis back. I was saying this before yesterday's game against Portland. I thought, can you just get two of your next three? Portland, Clippers, and San Antonio. And Clippers would have been the game that I said, well, I don't think they're going to win that one. They already beat Portland, so I don't want to say you're playing with house money when you're three games below 500. but the idea and the concept is um, that tomorrow should be an interesting matchup. And again, it's not the same matchup. This is not the same team that it was back on uh, November 9th. Okay, Laker fans, I really appreciate you guys tuning into the show. ESPN LA on that app there. The Lakers Talk channel is there, so feel free if you miss any part of the show. You can get it back there. Uh, Thank you to Mario Ruiz. Thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Michael Funches for helping out with the show tonight. I'm back on tomorrow with Travis Rogers starting at 10 a.m. And then Lakers Talk or Lakers Basketball pregame show will start at 530. LA, have a great rest of your night.